Welcome to Sheer Jashub, a Bible study broadcast brought to you by the Fellowship of Sheer Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. This is Patty Scalzo. Today, my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be continuing the study on heavenly authority. At the end of the program, I will be giving an address where you will be able to write to us. But for now, let's rejoin Pastor Greg as he continues his Sunday message. We finished up last time with the uh, priests and the Levites in our background study in the Old Testament as we continue the Bible study series on heavenly authority. And we've seen the institutions based on lineage, the inherited or systematic authority with all its regulations for the people of Israel. We've seen the organization. Today we return to the work of God through the individual, through the individual man, through the individual woman. Men and women who are called into a direct relationship with the Lord God. And we'll read from Numbers chapter 27 and verse 12. Now the Lord said to Moses, Go up into this Mount Abarim, and this Mount Abraham is in the mountain range east of the Dead Sea in the Jordan Valley. Mount Nebo is part of this mountain range. And see the land which I have given to the children of Israel. And when you have seen it, you also shall be gathered to your people, as Aaron your brother was gathered. So Aaron had passed away, and now Moses is told that before he passes on, he's to see the promised land, to go up, the mountain and see the land that the Lord will give the children of Israel. Verse 14, for in the wilderness of Zin, during the strife of the congregation, you rebelled against my command to hallow me at the waters before their eyes. These are the waters of Meribah, a Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. And we, we talked about that, we studied that. And because of the sin of Moses, he was not able himself to bring the people into the promised land. All he could do was go up the mountain and look at the promise God gave to them, but he could not go in. He would die. Then verse 15 of Numbers chapter 27. Then Moses spoke to the Lord saying, Let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, set a man over the congregation let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh. You see here, Moses understood. He knew that God creates the spirit of every individual. He is the father of every individual in the sense that he creates every spirit. And he knows everyone. And since he knows everyone, he knows who the right person is to follow Moses in leading the people. Let the God of the spirits of all flesh set a man over the congregation. Verse 17, who may go out before them and go in before them, who may lead them out and bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep which have no shepherd. A man over the congregation who may go out before them and go in before them, who may lead them out 
and bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep which have no shepherd. This phrase to go out before them, to go in before them, one that leads the group into one place and then out of one situation into another, that brings them into a good place. Here they're coming out of the desert, they're going into the promised land. Like a shepherd who takes a sheep and brings them out to pasture and then brings them into the safety of the home. This one who would lead them, and the wording should be very familiar to us. It should make us think into the New Testament. Some of the words that the Lord Jesus taught. And I'm going to look in John chapter 10. In John chapter 10 and verse 2, Jesus said, But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. So the sheep know the voice of the shepherd. And you have the good shepherd that brings them out, that leads them, that guides them. Uh, down in verse 9, Jesus said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. We go into the kingdom of God and we're sent out into the world and we find pasture. In verse 11, he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And down in verse 28 he said, I will give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. And we see the Lord as the good shepherd that protects his people, that dies for his people, that leads his people into the kingdom, that gives us access into heaven, who goes ahead of us. And if we know him, we know his voice, we follow him, and he gives us guidance for our lives. So Moses says back in Numbers 27, put a man over them that may lead them, who may go out before them and go in before them, who may lead them out and bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep which have no shepherd. That also should sound familiar to us. In Matthew chapter 9, Matthew says, in Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, But when he, Jesus, saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary. Some versions might say harassed. They were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest, to send out laborers into his harvest. Jesus was moved with compassion. He saw the multitude, he saw the people. They were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. And this builds on what we learned, what Moses said to the Lord. Moses did not want to see his people like sheep without a shepherd. And that describes the condition of the world apart from Jesus Christ. 
The human race, in many ways, were like sheep, and we're compared to sheep over and over again in the Old Testament and the New. And without the guidance of God, and there's only one good shepherd, the good shepherd laid down his life for the sheep. Without the guidance of the Lord Jesus Christ, without having him as our leader, we're going to see here that Joshua is being set up as a type, as an illustration, as a symbol, as a shadow of the ministry that Jesus will fulfill. Without having the Lord Jesus as our shepherd, the human race is really weary, it's beaten down, it's harassed, it's scattered, and people are going in all different types of directions. There's a lot of busy work being done. There's just a daily work to survive, to keep ourselves going, to keep ourselves whole. There's the occupations we have, the schoolwork we do. But really, as we go about these lives, many times we live from one thing that gives us pleasure to another thing, trying to find enjoyment and entertainment or whatever. We have no guidance. What are we here for? What are we doing? Why were we born? And ultimately, where are we going? Many times, those questions don't hit people until, unfortunately, they're in a funeral parlor and a friend or a family member dies, and then all of a sudden they say, wait a second, what was this all about? And all the things we try to make important to follow and to do really doesn't answer the basic vacuum, the basic questions we have, why are we here? What is this all about? And so people like sheep and they're scattered. They're trying different things. They're going in a different direction. There's no guidance. They don't know where the pasture is. They don't really know how to get there. Many times we don't know what's good for us. And we wander off after other things that only ultimately harm us and kill us. And Jesus, looking out upon the human race, upon the multitude, had compassion. You almost could feel him crying for them. They were like sheep scattered without a shepherd. And he is the only good shepherd that can give us guidance and put everything in our lives aright. Give us the right priorities. Give us an answer to those deep questions. Why are we here? What is life about? Why do we have the nature we have? And ultimately, where are we going to go, Lord? What will our end be? He is a good shepherd that guides us. He tell, as he looks out over the multitude and he sees them running about without any guidance, he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful. Look at all those people. But the laborers, the laborers, those that can help to work in the field. And we go from the symbolism of the shepherd with the sheep to the farmer who works the harvest. Look at this wonderful harvest for God. All these people that have not heard the purpose of life. All these people that don't know the solution to what life's about. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers, those that can go out and work in the field, those that will tell them the truth of God's way, they're few. Therefore, pray, and we should pray. Pray the Lord of the harvest. Jesus is the Lord of the harvest. To send out laborers into his harvest. That he would raise up those who would bring the gospel, bring the word to these people. As the human race runs about like sheep, without Jesus as the shepherd, the tendency is to look for anyone else to lead. 
And many times there'll be false shepherds, there'll be false solutions, there'll be false religions, there'll be false teachings. People want to have someone to lead them. And those who lead them many times lead them in wrong directions. How many people idolize movie stars, they'll idolize musicians, they'll hope a politician really has the answer to their problem. Even in religion, they'll idolize or lift up a priest or a minister hoping, well, I'll follow that person. When any person that's really a labor of Jesus Christ will tell those people, follow Jesus. Don't follow the person, follow the Lord God. You can't substitute any other shepherd for the good shepherd, Christ Jesus. There's no other. He is the only one that can give us the answer. We are so happy that you were able to join us for our study today. We love to hear from our listening audience. So if you have any comments or words of encouragement, please send them along to us. Also, may I ask you to prayerfully consider supporting our church's evangelical outreach. Please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. We would also like to extend an invitation for you to join us for Sunday service if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jashub.